0: Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world.
1: Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom.
0: And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man.
1: We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no
0: longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the podcast. We're so glad to have you here. This is great, isn't it?
1: I love doing these.
0: Oh, it's so much fun. And we have an incredible topic today, so practical, with Hmm. so many great examples, In raising your kids, right?
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about how to make God real to your kids.
0: So important in today's world Mm -hmm. where the enemy is constantly trying to make worldly desires real to them, aren't they?
1: That's true. And the world is also trying to tempt your kids to doubt and to um, make them be tempted to leave the faith.
0: Absolutely. So it takes really good parenting to equip confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. So we're gonna dive into that. We do need your opinion in just a moment. We have something really special we wanna talk we're to you about. We're
1: actually gonna make something we're for We're gonna make you something for
0: free, but we do want your opinion on it and we'll tell you how you can do that. First, I just want to give a real quick update on the movement. So many good things are happening, Mm -hmm. over 25,000 downloads so far in this short time, eighth episode here, and we have our first group in the Parenting Mentor Program. Uh, Already just two lessons in. We have a testimonial on the front of our site, CourageousParenting.com. It
1: is so fun to engage with this group, too. We have the private Facebook community as well, and it's just been neat to see people engaging with each other and encouraging one another. And also the Facebook lives has just been really And the text
0: messages too. We get responses and communicating Mm -hmm. with people and the lives (laughs) we've done. Uh, So great. So we're excited about that. We appreciate it. Whether you have strong interest in that or not, I would ask you to check out our website and just see what's happening. Because we'd love, if you believe in it, even if it's not for you right now, we'd love to have you share it and get the word out. Now, we do want your opinion. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Angie had this. Phenomenal idea, as she usually does, <laughs> which is how what if we taught everybody how to do Bible time with their kids? We get so many questions. I about know that.
1: we get a ton of questions around uh, what devotions we you can use to what how long do you do it to how to get your toddlers to sit still? All kinds of questions. When do you
0: do it? When does the dad do it when they're working hard? All all that kind of stuff and how to do it effectively and make it last. And so we have an idea where we would put together a mini course with, say, five short but really poignant videos on exactly how to do this, easy to consume from the Mm -hmm. mobile device and give it to you for free now.
1: Yeah, you heard that right. We would be giving it to you guys for free.
0: Yeah, no strings attached. We just believe this is so important. Yeah. We, but it takes a lot of work to build all the editing, everything to put that together. So Writing if, the content. So, if if you want it free, please go to CourageousParenting.com. A pop-up will appear and we'll say, hey, subscribe if you want this free and get a weekly parenting tip as well.
1: Yeah. Now, the reason why we're doing this, we're asking you to subscribe to it is because You know, we really we are feeling a prompting to build this, but we really it's going to take a lot of time. And so we want to make sure that if we're going to build it, it's going to be because you guys really want it. We want to know there's a lot of interest. Yeah, exactly. We just want to be able to serve you guys in the best way possible. And if there's a lot of you that are saying, yes, I want that, then we'll make it.
0: Because there's a dangerous in creating something free. Sometimes people don't take it seriously. But this will be really good, an amazing free thing that we'll put a lot of effort into. So, hey, so go do that if you're interested. Yeah. Share it with other people, the sites, if if mm-hmm. you want to get more people on there and let us know that they're interested. So And you had a quick word before we dive in, right?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to give you guys an encouragement because we have covered a lot of topics yeah. in these first seven or eight episodes, a lot of content. A lot of Bible verses, a lot of scripture, a lot of challenges, a lot of courageous parenting challenges, and I just wanted to encourage you guys, um, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to challenge you that no perfect parents are allowed. Yes, and if you're feeling discouraged. I hope you know that that is not our heart in what we are sharing in any of these podcasts. Now, we haven't heard that from you guys, but we're just really sensitive to that. And so we just want to make sure that if you are feeling a conviction about anything that we share, um, that you would really take that to heart, take it to the Lord, pray about it, talk to your spouse about it, maybe even have a mentor or, or a close friend be praying for you or holding you accountable to it. But just pick a few things from each video and try to implement them. And it's it's implementing things over a long period of time that then you will see a change. You will see fruit come. You may not see fruit right away. And we, so that's
0: my encouragement. We've been at this 19 years, eight kids, and lots of reading the Bible.
1: Lots of books, lots of conferences. Mentor, pro- mentors. Yes. And
0: you know what? We're not perfect, and we make mistakes. Totally. Ask our kids. And we're learning still, too. And we're just imparting the knowledge we've learned with you. It doesn't mean you do it all and you fix everything right away. It takes time.
1: And on top of that, I just like to add that I hope you know that we don't believe that there is a cookie cutter way mm-hmm. about going about things, like a specific word verbiage that you need to be, you say it this way. Parenting you know, isn't an equation, like but that. we
0: do have the Word of God. We which have an gives instruction manual. So let's just yes. follow that. In uh, with our unique families. Okay, so we're gonna talk about how to make God real to your kids. This is so fun. And the first thing, we have five points for you. The first point, we'll just go over them all real quick. Personal relationship, visuals is point two. Third is the Bible, four prayer, and five transformation. And there's a lot to those things. So we'll talk about it quickly and effectively here. Personal relationship, first of all, we often say to our kids, you know you are a believer by your actions you take when nobody's looking.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, when it comes to having integrity and things like that, it comes down to like, what are your habits, what are your reactions? What are you, what is your daily spiritual disciplines and habits look like? when no one is looking when no one's around so we have kids
0: ages obviously three months he's not really hearing us right now when we say this uh, <laughs> to all the way up to 18 she's at college but we have a lot of in between mm-hmm. and and so we say that to everybody and we just say hey this isn't in discouragement if there aren't things happening but we do want to encourage you that you know you're growing in relationship with God if you're praying when nobody's looking. You know you're growing in relationship with God if you actually open your Bible by your own accord when no one's around because you want to read it and know what God's saying to you. Mm -hmm. That's so important.
1: And if you have a servant-hearted attitude and you are um, doing things out of obedience to God, um, like obeying your parents or doing your homework or things like that without having to be reminded over and over and over again because you've been putting it aside but you just have that, that obedience is really important to you. There, there's a lot of different fruit that we could talk about. We're just mentioning a couple.
0: And there's so, a book, uh, Jim Collins, that's a business book called Good to Great. And there's a really important point which is deal in reality. And companies that go from good to great deal in reality with their people it's the same thing for parents so many parents skirt around these things they don't ask things I don't want to make someone feel bad I maybe don't have time to dive into a deep conversation all kinds of reasons we don't get into it but you should prompt that and follow it up with we are always here to talk to you about your doubts because whenever you say something like that doubts might surface that's right so that's really important so Mm -hmm. what are some practical examples of personal relationship Ange
1: Well, uh, one that comes to my mind right away would be if a kid is having conflict with a friend, and um, and if they aren't on their own accord going to prayer with God, you would start leading them to prayer, to pray for that friend, to pray for that friendship, to pray for that offense if they've been offended, if Mm -hmm. they've been hurt in any way, whether it's physical or emotional or... Whatever, right? Um, maybe being left out of mm-hmm. a crowd, things like that, to be praying about those situations. Um, another would be experiencing God through other avenues like worship, um, studying the word, and hearing what God is telling us, because He has a lot of instructions and commands in His word. And so m- experiencing Him comes through obedience and one of the things that he wants us to do is to know him and to know his word and so as your kids are in the word and it's becoming alive to them then they're experiencing him on a personal level it's their personal relationship and that's really what what is the most important here is that your kids don't just become christians because mommy and daddy are christians mm-hmm. but they really take ownership over their relationship with the god
0: and our three-year-old got in trouble today for something and part of his correction was to sit in his bed with nothing for 20 minutes i didn't say how long i just said it'd be a really long time because that does it for him and I, I left as i was leaving i say i want you to pray to God about what you did mm-hmm. and let me know you know how that goes well evidently 20 minutes later he was still talking to God because one of the kids overheard him saying sorry to God over and over and over and over again and then mm-hmm. asked him well what did God say to you what did he say
1: he said God forgave me <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's our three-year-old so uh, here's John 15:5. Which is, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So I love that because isn't that motivating to hear scripture like that? Well, you should write that down and share that with your kids. Do, do they want to be fruitful? And you could describe what fruitfulness looks like. And this is a extra motivation to develop a personal relationship with God. Do people need motivating factors?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, even... As adults, we do at times, right? Yeah. And so I know that for me, one of the motivating factors is knowing that we are considered teachers mm. and we are teaching people. So there's that accountability to make sure that we're above reproof and that we're triple checking things and we're even going and asking elders mm. and just making sure that things are Biblical and solid because we do not want to misrepresent God because we're his ambassadors. That's
0: right. Now, the second thing is visuals. So important. You were talking about the stained glass windows and cathedrals the other day and why they did that. Why don't you show that real quick?
1: Yeah. So, um, You know, it's interesting. If you travel overseas, we've been all over the world, actually. Um, Some of the most beautiful cathedrals are in Italy, Mm -hmm. right? The Doma. There's just a ton of really old churches that are there. And many of them have stained glass windows and just beautiful murals on the wall. As well, and back in the day, when you read about that and why they did that, way back then, the priests of the Catholic Church were reading the Bible in Latin, and so the common layman didn't understand what the Bible stories were, and so people would oftentimes paint the stories in the stained glass windows mm-hmm. or on the walls so that they could understand the stories of God and go into the church and meditate on um, what God's word was actually. Sharing in the parables and different things like that, but it was also really beneficial for children. Yeah, because children, just like humans, or or just like adults, because we're all human, um, we are all visual. Yeah, and so it's really important that as we are raising our kids and we are sharing the Bible history with them, Mm -hmm. that. We are not just calling them stories, but we're we're teaching them that it's history and we're able to show them pictures because the big, it really makes it alive.
0: The big mistake of Sunday school, not that Sunday school is bad, but a big mistake that does happen in Sunday school sometimes is they go, let's talk about Bible stories. Let's talk about the story of Noah's Ark.
1: Now, the thing is, is a lot of people listening might realize that they're thinking, well, Isaac, why is that? bad.
0: Well, because oftentimes with kids, stories are fictional, the word stories. Mm -hmm. And so they don't understand nonfiction fiction. They just know most of the books they read are fictional. They're made up.
1: They're made up. They're not And so
0: what's better is to talk about historical accounts, Mm Let's talk about something that really happened.
1: Which, you know, is interesting because we wanted to share a resource with them during this section. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Answers in Genesis, and you can just Google them and find them online. It's AnswersInGenesis.org. They are the they are the people that also Amazing. created the Ark Which encounter.
0: we recently went to see, which is another right? thing. When we what were you? on our
1: RV trip, that was awesome. And actually, you guys can even find our old family vlog that has pictures and a little tour of the Ark. Yeah. And it was amazing. And the reason why we were so in- excited to go see the Ark was because of the visuals that will be implanted and upon our children about, well, how could Noah's Ark have really been real? And, you know, one of the most powerful points was when we saw that huge poster yeah. board. Do you remember that, Isaac? Exactly it,
0: how it, it was, would have worked.
1: It, yeah. How it would have worked, meaning like how many of each kind of animal how they would have fit on the arc. It was all laid out with the mathematics and it works, you guys. And it was incredible. And so, you know, when you go and you encounter those kinds of experiential Mm -hmm. um, times with your kids and they're able to put a visual to it, it makes it personal. And they are actually engaging with the living God in that way because it It becomes a memory for them, a conviction for them. So So, anyway, AnswersInGenesis.org has a ton of resources. That's why we're bringing them up to you. Um, They have children's books. They have um, historical books. They have DVDs. Mm. They um, answer a ton of questions. Honestly, we go to them for a lot of science questions.
0: One of the things you'll find is just God's creation itself proves <laughs> God is real yeah. and you should let them know that you should let them see that here's just one fact and you can look up many answers at genesis answers in genesis.org is if the sun were any closer any closer at all to the earth or any f- distance further away we would either be frozen to death or it'd be way too hot and we couldn't live on earth and so God created the exact distance between the earth and the sun. And there's all kinds of other facts like Mm -hmm. that. And you need to bring the truth to life. By sharing those things. By sharing those things. That's so exciting. I love that stuff too. So really important. Mm. Now let's talk about the unicorn. You ready?
1: Did you know that there's a unicorn in the Bible? This is actually really cool. Do you remember when we had one yeah. of our friends from church over, an elder, and he was like, did you guys know there's a unicorn in the Bible?
0: Yeah. So it's really cool. You should look. The, I'm not going to give you the Bible reference. You got to find that yourself, but find the unicorn. Mm-hmm. And there's an answer for that. Are, are there not animals with one big horn, like a rhinoceros? And shortly after we looked at that in the Bible, and we're sharing that with our kids, they found, I saw a news article somewhere in the world, they found remnants of, of a super rhinoceros that was massive, Whoa. a dinosaur-like yeah. rhinoceros, which likely, which really uh, matches the unicorn description. So anyways, it's just really cool how as they find evidence and everything in the news that it just further proves the Bible is real. Science is proving mm-hmm. the Bible is real as we move forward and you should be sharing this stuff, looking for that stuff in the news and sharing it with your kids. So important.
1: You know what? This is really, um, it's just reminding me that I should just share with them that, you know, we, we do family Bible time yeah. with our kids and that usually takes place in the morning. Mm-hmm. But there was a season where we were doing it at night mm-hmm. during dinner. But even like randomly throughout the day or the days, like on the weekend or whenever, because you were working really hard away from home. Isaac would oftentimes come up with these different articles to show them to the kids just to encourage them, like, look at this. This is another fulfillment of prophecy or this. Look at this. This is said that this is going to happen in end times. Or, you know, it's just really it, it brings it alive to the kids. And it's not something that you should bring fear to. No, we should be excited for Jesus to come again. Right.
0: Well, here's the thing. I look at part of my job as a dad is to be in the know of what's happening in the world and understand how to translate that with biblical knowledge to the family. And I think that's Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful things. Of course, we would put how to do that resources in the free resource we're talking about at the beginning, how to do Bible time. If if we do that, let Mm -hmm. us know on the site. Okay. So that's really cool. Um, So let's talk about the Bible. So first of all, do we agree that this is an infallible word of God? That, there's, that we a- agree with everything in here? Well, you might just say yes, but have you read everything in here? Okay, so that's the mm. first step is make sure you've read everything in here and that might take you a little time. That's okay. There's reading plans online and so mm-hmm. forth because you want to be able to say, I've read this and I believe is the infallible word of God. Okay, well, what about the dinosaurs then? Do you know how to answer that? Or what about creation? You know, Right,
1: when your kids are asking questions about evolution or creation, do you have the biblical knowledge to be able to give them the right answer? Now, this is actually a, a really big topic, um, and we cover more of this in the parenting program oh, when right. we talk yeah. about the whys, why it is so important to teach the whys behind things. And actually, there's a verse in First Peter 3, verse 15, that tells us why it's so important to answer the whys but sanctify the lord god in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear so it's interesting we could dig into every single one of these little sections we don't have enough time to do that here but but we do cover this kind of stuff in the program like i said but this is telling us to be able to have the answers now Do you think that it's possible that you're going to have questions from your kids that you're not going to have the answer for? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, how many times has that happened to me? I homeschool. That happens all the time, you guys. One of
0: the greatest moments of your parenting will be when you say, you know what? I actually don't know the answer to that. Totally. Let's look it up together.
1: Ding, 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 ding. Let's look it up together. The, this is so crucial because I know so many parents that, for example, don't want to even think about homeschooling.
0: They want to look. And because they they're look.
1: scared that they're going to not have the answers. Yeah. But but that's actually how you cultivate a love for learning. And you teach your children how to be independent thinkers by doing it alongside them. And then eventually they know how and they can look things up too. like teaching them how to use a dictionary. How to use the concordance to look yeah. things up in the Bible.
0: If you think you need to look perfect, remember, no perfect parents allowed. And None. the Bible has a clear statement about pride. If you're trying to look perfect and always have the answer for your kids, you're actually demonstrating pride to them. And what does it say? Pride before, uh, before pride the Pride comes, fall, before, comes, before, comes the before, the fall. before the fall. But
1: not only that, but prideful parents produce prideful children.
0: Absolutely. So if
1: you are ever around someone that's just honestly like a kid that has a hard time admitting when they're wrong,
0: they got that Look from at the somewhere. parents,
1: because it came from one of the two parents, probably. Yeah. Because um, it is something that is cultivated. And, and honestly, like we say in everything, you're leaving a legacy, whether you're intentional about it or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's just a couple things that are fun. You know, what about the dinosaurs? Well, let's look in Job 40, 15 through 24. You, you may have looked at this before, mm-hmm. but this might be a reminder to read this to your kids again during Bible time. Look now at the behemoth, which I made along with you. He eats grass like an ox. See now his strength is in his hips and his power in his is in his stomach muscles. He moves his tail like a cedar. Well, like
1: a cedar tree?
0: See that's a cedar tree.
1: Well, cedar <laughs> that's trees a cedar tree. big animal. Are
0: huge. His tail <laughs> is huge. The yeah. sinews of his thighs are tightly knit. His bones are like beams of bronze. Think, I think of like a tower in New York City, those big beams of bronze, mm-hmm. but, you know, or metal. His ribs like bars of iron. Wow. He is the first of the ways of God. Um, so anyways, uh, only he who made him can bring near his sword.
1: You know, so this is cool. so cool because we actually also went to the Creation Museum yeah. on our RV trip. Yeah. And that's just another... Option, you know, if you are going on a family vacation, check these things out. Really look good. into the Creation Museum. Look into the Ark Encounter. They're both created by AnswersInGenesis.org.
0: And the other scripture is forty-one one, which says, "Can you draw out a? Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook?" it goes on to talk about this Leviathan. If you continue to 41.12, it starts talking about details of this thing. I'm just going to share a few, but look it up Mm -hmm. and share it with your kids. I will not conceal his limbs, his mighty power or his graceful proportions. Who can remove his outer coat? Who can approach him with a a double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face with his terrible teeth all around? His rows of scales are his pride. Shut up tightly as with a seal. One is so near another that no air can come between them. They are joined one another. They stick together and cannot be parted. And it goes on to talk about breathing fire and no sword can, can penetrate it. And oh, all some kinds of, of stuff. our boys'
1: favorite books are those dragon <laughs> books that they have at yeah. Answers in Genesis. So yet,
0: are anyway. we saying that there were dragons? Well, I believe in what the Bible says. You should mm-hmm. go read it. And that's then right. You can decide what I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: and read it with your kids. It's fun. Ask them.
0: So yeah. prophecy realized in, on the Bible. Do you realize over three hundred prophecies have been proven true through Jesus?
1: And do you do you share that with your kids? So the cool thing about this particular portion of the Bible section that's so important to making God real to your kids is that you could actually do some of the Jewish feasts. We've oh, done yeah. those, right? Like every year we do a Passover meal. We've done um other Jewish Just holidays and fears. Of the yeah, we we don't we don't do them Legalistically Or religiously. We, yeah. yeah. But we but we really enjoy That's doing fun. that with the kids because we're able to read the prophecies in the Old Testament and how Jesus fulfilled them. And then there's some kind of visual yeah. element to the Passover meal, whether it's the hard-boiled egg symbolizing yeah. Pharaoh's hardened heart or, or whatever. And we could actually do a whole podcast on couple that. A couple last
0: but... things under the Bible is, do you realize that the Red Sea, where... They parted the waters or God parted the waters and they went through to escape the Egyptians that they did some uh, sonar in under the water and they can see a path trampled under the sea. And they can even Mm -hmm. see some remnants of, you know, man-made things under there. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. You you know, just looks like Mm -hmm. a whole large group of people made passage through the water, but there's water there. So I guess we have to believe the Bible. So right, right, right. the other one is the flood. Do you realize there's, um, what do you call them? The, the, uh, uh, fossils, there's fossils up on tops of mountains all over the world. And they continue to find them just proving that the flood happened and Noah's mm-hmm. Ark and all that stuff. So And also kind cool. of
1: reminds me too of, you know, another way that you can experience God with your kids or encourage them is through, um, different experiences like going on a missions trip or traveling to different places and finding these museums that share this kind of stuff and then pointing them back to scripture it's so important i mean when i was 19 years old just before i met you i had done a missions trip in turkey and lived in istanbul for a few months Mm -hmm. and there was at the end of our trip we went and traveled through the seven churches of revelation yep. and took tons of pictures while we were there. And so we've gone through the scrapbook with our kids and shown them Ephesus for example. Yeah. This is the Library of Celsus that's in Acts chapter 17. So those are just different things you can find pictures of this online and show them to your kids so that they're literally reading the Bible with you going there was really a church in Romans and it's like still there was there. really a, the Corinthian church, the you know and So they need to know that these letters that were written to the churches were real people.
0: Real places. Geography is huge. Get a map out. Get a globe out. uh, Google stuff with them and show them Mm -hmm. where this stuff happened. If you don't know, there's so many resources. Google's amazing for that. So Mm -hmm. Uh, the next thing is prayer. This is so powerful. It'll be brief talking about this, but this is so important because it's important to acknowledge God's answers to prayer. But how in the world would you ever do that if you never pray with your kids?
1: That's true. I mean, some of the most um, powerful moments that we've had with our kids have been where they've prayed for something and then they see God answer it. And like that one time when we were at Mount Rushmore and it was pouring oh, and yeah. there was thunder and lightning. And our at the time, our seven-year-old prayed and asked God to just make it clear so that we could see the mountain and instantly... Oh. Boom, it stopped raining, the clouds parted, and it was beautiful beautiful for the hour and 15 minutes that we were there. And then the minute we got in the car, it started hailing.
0: (laughs) It literally did. It
1: literally did. You guys, your kids get, that is him experiencing God. Like God hears them and wants them to experience his presence in that kind of way. And honestly, that just is a faith moment for our little Ethan. That and is for so, all of us.
0: It is so cool. And you have a scripture in James, I think, one six, about that. But yes. it is having faith like a child and acknowledging the things that happen to the smallest things, to the biggest things. Yeah. And it's so important.
1: It says in James one six, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind.
0: Do you actually pray yeah. with faith? No, I'm asking you. Really? Think about this. Do you actually believe Mm -hmm. when you pray that God's going to do it? Because he hears our prayers. Do your kids know that God hears every prayer? It doesn't mean he's going to answer every prayer in the way we want, but he hears it. And if it's in his will Mm -hmm. and it's what's best for you, he's going to do it if you ask in faith. Mm -hmm. But what we think is best for us isn't necessarily what God knows is best for us.
1: So sometimes his answer to prayer is no or not right now. And so it's powerful when you share those things with your kids so that they learn what the real Christian life is supposed to look like. And they don't just assume that God's not hearing them if their prayers are not answered the way that they want.
0: One of the things we did after the three-month RV trip around the U.S. is, that was a faith journey, by the way, and that's mm-hmm. a whole other episode we'll probably do just on that trip. But uh, we came home and we got the whiteboard out and we listed off all the ways God answered prayer or did a miracle.
1: And and he just blessed us there too. There was
0: over a hundred. Over
1: a hundred. You so should have seen our dry erase board. You guys, we actually had picture. to take a picture and erase it and then keep writing. Take another picture. Yeah. It Very was cool. awesome.
0: Very cool. So prayer is important. And the last thing is transformation. Wow. Your story is worthy. I have a radical conversion story. Mm-hmm. But my wife's story isn't so radical. But both of them are equally powerful.
1: Amen. I don't know how many of you guys have been raised Christian and you don't remember a time when you didn't believe in God. That's my story. And so for a long time, I thought that, you know, I couldn't, it was going to be hard for me to actually be evangelizing to anyone. And because I felt like I didn't really have an important story, but that was a lie from the devil. Mm -hmm. So if you are thinking that you need to take that thought captive and squish it because that's not true.
0: I want our kids to have your story. Growing up a believer, yes. stayed a believer. Don't romanticize the bad stories uh, and Amen. big conversions because you don't want your kids to have to go through all the trials and then come to the Lord. Don't we want him to have a conversion like my wife or right
1: here? Right. And at the same time, like for me to be able to say that God protected me, the Holy Spirit protected me and saved me. And I was pure when we got married and yep. and like, that is awesome. That's what we want for our kids. That's what you should want for your kids. Absolutely. And so having those, having, having those testimonies, whatever your testimony is, share it with your children and don't hide it from them because it could be the thing that leads them to the Lord and they experience God and they go, wow, imagine how different my life would be if my parents didn't believe in God.
0: Amen. And now having to do with transformation, every episode we like to share about a ministry or somebody that's making a big difference for the kingdom a great resource for you so angie's going to mention really a great friend of ours that's doing some great things
1: yeah so a dear friend of mine her name is ann Dennigan. um she's been a mentor of mine for many years um and she runs a ministry called mission-minded families and you can find them at missionmindedfamilies.org she has a podcast They actually have a um, free kids course on their website and a blog. She also is the author of The Mission-Minded Child and The Mission-Minded Family. And I think her and her husband also wrote a book. Um, And she has another side ministry called Daring Daughters. And she does mother-daughter conferences, I think, at Disney World in Florida. And it's pretty awesome because they actually go around the different worlds and they pray for... The different parts of the country, but her whole ministry is obviously mission minded. And her legacy, her and John, they just, they have seven kids and all of them are following the Lord. And older, and they're
0: a season ahead of they're us.
1: They're a season ahead of us. And to see the fruit in their kids' lives and see how sold out for Christ they are, that they are, many of them are doing missions actually yeah. and translating the, the Bible and doing all kinds of, you know, Funding orphanages. I mean, really, it's mind-blowing. And they are
0: full-time missionaries. So if you see a resource that they are selling that is valuable, just just know that that is going to fully change the world for the kingdom.
1: It really is. It's going to support those orphans and all kinds of things. So anyway, look them up. You can find her podcast on iTunes and find more about her online. Last
0: point on transformation is that if you, you have 18 years with any given kid, right? If they don't experience other people being transformed by the gospel, it means that your family is not on mission. There should be situations where we evangelize to other people and your kids either see firsthand or they hear the real-time stories of people coming to know Jesus and what their life was like before and after because you're fulfilling the Great Commission. Right.
1: So our encouragement and our courageous parenting challenge for you this week is that you would find some kind of mission to get excited about with your kids. It doesn't have to be supporting missionaries overseas, although that's good. There are many other things you could be doing, whether it's supporting a local mission or just opening your home to hospitality and inviting people into your home and sharing the gospel with them or encouraging and equipping other Christians that maybe are more nominal in their faith. You know what? That is the most powerful thing is when your kids actually see it live. They see you being a missionary where you are at because the reality is we need missionaries here in America. Yeah. We need them all over the country.
0: And get that first kid to truly love God and have a transformation themselves and get that kid sharing with the other kids. That is a big thing too. So thank you for joining us. We really mm-hmm. appreciate it. We'd love a five-star review and free to share this to further the movement.
1: See you next time.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor
1: program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting.
0: It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone.
1: If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at courageousparenting.com. That's courageousparenting.com.